0: Everyone, welcome to the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at Bambolt.com.
1: My name is Shikai Mickelson, uh, Creative Director of Atlanta Movie Tours.
0: And we have a pretty cool show for you today. We're actually, one of us is in, in LA, and it is not me.
1: <laughs> well, that was the worst guessing game ever constructed. <laughs> I know,
0: there's only two options. Yeah, us. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you gave, you gave, yeah. No, so yeah, I just out, gave it away. I'm out here in Los Angeles, actually, hanging out with the, this is my grand finale kidless trip. Is what this has been?
0: What all have you been up to?
1: Oh well, uh, we rented a house on the beach in lovely Oxnard. Where is that? And people be like, that is just north of Los Angeles, actually. Just uh, just up the coast there, a tiny bit. It is also the only place where I could find an affordable beach house. But a bonus of this house is it was right on the beach. Number one, but number two. On the beach was like a playground and a little basketball court that was right there on the sand next to the crashing waves of the beach, which was awesome. But but what's funny is we get there and it was like post-apocalyptic. Any surface intended for playing basketball was under literally four feet of sand. So I don't know if you've ever played barefoot basketball where you can't dribble, but it's uh, quite a show to see a bunch of um, aging men attempt to play this game on a beach.
0: yeah interesting yeah
1: it was uh it's, it's it's been a lot of fun and now i'm now i'm staying with my good friend out here in los angeles so i'm uh, i'm recording a podcast from not a closet but uh but a very nice room a very lovely oh. room yes yes
0: keeping it classy
1: oh very classy indeed <laughs> very classy indeed
0: i like it i like yeah. it
1: so uh, what's going on with you
0: uh same old same old uh just work work and more work uh but something did, something cool did happen last week. I got named one of the top 14 tech entrepreneurs in Atlanta to follow on Twitter.
1: That is super cool.
0: Yeah, I was pretty stoked about it. I'm number nine on the list. I think I'm, I'm only one of three girls that um, is on the list. And I'm pretty sure I'm one of maybe two, maybe three not millionaires on the list. So... <laughs>
1: Well, that's obviously going to change once we record at least three more episodes of this podcast exactly. and exactly. the money just starts pouring in. It's just going to start
0: raining from the sky. That's
1: right. Raining <laughs> from the sky. That's uh, well, congratulations. That's it. That's you. A, I actually did see that on, on, uh, on Facebook and I meant to say congratulations before you had a chance to bring it up for yourself that I'm just a horrible co-host. My apologies.
0: No, I'm just telling everyone because I'm like bragging everywhere about him. I'm nice. so
1: stoked. Nice top fourteen, top fourteen. Yeah. Number nine of fourteen. Number doing, nine.
0: Number nine. Counting? I Made mean, the top ten. <laughs> who's counting? I mean,
1: I'm not like fourteen of fourteen. I'm number nine of fourteen. That's a, it. Is kind of a, it is kind of an odd number. I, it's not an it odd is. number. I realize from a from an actual factual perspective, uh, but it is an interesting number to be ten or to be on fourteen. Why not fifteen?
0: Yeah, what? I don't know. Maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they were in a time crunch and they only got 14 <laughs> names <right>. together. <laughs> I don't know. I was super stoked about it, though, because I haven't I haven't gotten recognized like that. So um, that was just something that that was really cool and uh, totally made my week last week.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's fair, but it's probably also an outcome because your weekend consists of work, work, work. So it's nice to eventually have something to show that it's all been worthwhile.
0: That's very, very true. That's very true. That is all I did this weekend too. I did I did briefly take a trip to the pool, got burnt, so you know, we're <laughs> off to a solid start for the for the summer season. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's all it's all good and I watched all my shows last night and uh, we should jump into T V news on that on that note. Um, okay,
1: all right. You don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? I do actually, although I I must admit I've I didn't I haven't watched all the it, that show is bad for my soul. But please continue with what you were going to say.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to like spoil you because someone died last night, and I was like trying not to cry.
1: Oh boy, everybody, but... see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, that's okay. So you know what? You don't you can spoil me. It's it's probably the listeners though that might throw pitchforks.
0: Hordor died. Oh, no. I know. We're going to have to put a spoiler alert on this podcast. I love it. Um, But, well, that's not necessarily true. They didn't show him dying, but uh, they implied it based upon the the last scene that we see. And and we kind of finally figure out where, you know, why he always, that's all he says. We we find out why. And they kind of introduce a a cool kind of... uh, uh, time loop element to the series I'm assuming what, that's what that is um, But it was really good It was uh, it was a really really good episode Last night had so much good TV Between that and um, of course Preacher Premiered last night right. on ANC um, And I love that pilot I saw it at South by Southwest And I actually got to sit right behind Seth Rogen And like hear his laugh throughout the whole thing
1: Ah uh, yes best,
0: best way to watch that um,
1: The best but- or the most annoying ever it's you know, kind of one yeah. extreme or the other, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> His laugh is very distinct. So, um, it's, uh, but it was, it was such a cool experience and, um, I think that's going to be such a great show and I haven't seen the numbers for it yet, but I'd be shocked if they were anything less than amazing. Right. Um, See, what else do we got? Um, of course, so. last week, we kind of talked about it on last week's podcast that it was upfront week and all of the networks were kind of introducing their fall lineups and canceling shows such as our beloved Muppets, which didn't uh, make it.
1: Still, still, uh, still reeling. Still hurts.
0: Still hurts. Maybe go have movie. a
1: moment of silence out in front of uh, Jim Henson Studios out here on La Brea.
0: Oh, you should. Yeah. Take a picture. Take a picture if you do it. Open it <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> I shall.
0: Um, but yeah, basically we're seeing some kind of trends in the the fall lineup, um, specifically with demonic possession um, between, of course, Preacher. I guess Preacher is not really a fall show, but we're kind of seeing this this trend of possession between um, Preacher and, of course, Outcast, which premieres in a couple of weeks on Cinemax. And then this fall, we have an Exorcist series that's going to be on Fox. And I've not seen the pilot for that either. They actually just released a bunch of The pilot's on the press room, so I'm looking forward to checking all of these out. But um, Fox has that new series. They have a Lethal Weapon series. Um, (laughs) A Son of Zorn, which if you haven't watched the trailer for that, you should watch it.
1: I'm very excited about that, and and for a personal reason, a a friend of mine is actually the head of the makeup department for that show.
0: Very cool. Her name is
1: Mary yeah, and she worked with those same guys on Last Man on Earth. So I'm very, he's like, I hadn't heard anything about it. And she's will check out this thing I'm working on. And I'm like, what the hell is this?
0: I love it. I hope it's very, it's one of those shows you look at and you're like, I'm probably going to love this. I don't know if the rest of the world is going to love this. Right.
1: No, Jason Sudeikis says the guy is fun. I just hope he never does the Humpty dance in the context of the show. That's, (laughs) that's all.
0: That's true. It'll bring back horrible memories of Mother's Mother Day. Mother's yeah, but I'm, Day if I'm, it does. I'm
1: super excited that she's. she's <laughs> uh, but it looks like a super fun show, and it, what's nice is she does not have to do uh, makeup on the the main character. So that makes it yeah, simpler.
0: yeah, makes her job a little bit easier, a little less stressful.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Um, but yeah, all of that looks looks really good, and of course, um, let's see. There's a new show, kicking, kicking, and screaming. Of course, Star, which is the Empire spinoff, which filmed here in Atlanta. Right. Um, that, that's going to be on. What else we got? We got Prison Break and 24 coming back. Um, and I think that's in Making History. Actually, Making History looks really, really good. It's another one of those shows that I'll be shocked if it makes it. Uh-huh. Um, but it looks really good. It's um, it's a time travel show, which we all know how well those do on Fox.
1: I like time travel <laughs> shows. I like time travel <laughs> I'm ashamed, but I like time travel stories. We've talked about that before also. Too. Yeah.
0: That is also kind of a trend this season, because ABC has a, a new series, too, called Time After Time, um, with the guy, I'm spacing on his name, but he was the lead in, um, not Nick Wilkshire, but the other guy, um, Dan- he played Daniel, ah, in Revenge. Oh, um, God. The guy that that didn't make it all the way through Revenge. Um, he is, he is a lead in that series and that looks really, really good. Um, of course, HG Wells is, is the main character in, in that story. And that's of course, cool. time travel novel and all of that. I think that'll be, so that's definitely a trend. Hopefully that'll have a little bit more staying power this season, but I'm um, making history. I definitely recommend checking out the trailer. Um, we have the trailer up on FanBolt. Um, it looks really good. I'm really nice. excited for that one. Nice. Um, is Cindy Lopper
1: involved in Time After Time at all? I had to ask the question. I just <laughs> That's want you to a fair know, question. I vacillated in my own brain. That's stupid. That's too easy of a thing to ask. But but now that song is in tape loop on my head? Or the other <laughs> way I'm gonna use my words. Now that song is tape looped in my head, Emma. And I had to ask the question.
0: No, I like it. I totally like it. I hope it's the theme song for that show.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: We can only hope. We'll know. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys know if they. Uh, usually, they don't have the uh, the opening credits on the pilot episode, so we may right. not know until episode two. Uh, but yeah, that's our that's our TV show news for now. Um, that's oh, a lot wait. of news.
1: I mean, no that's, to... that's probably not the whole. But that's a lot of stuff happening.
0: It is. It is. And of course, I forgot probably one of the biggest things with that. Um, Supergirl, CBS decided it wasn't a good fit, which I think most everyone knew last year when they announced it was going to be on CBS. Everyone's <laughs> like, this belongs on CW. What, what, what's going on here? Um, so Supergirl is making the move to CW, and it's going to be on Monday night um, from 8 to 9, right before Jane the Virgin. I think that's a really good fit for that show. And they announced a couple. CW announced a couple new shows as well. No Tomorrow, Frequency. Um, They're moving Supernatural to Thursday nights from nine to ten. And there was some
1: sad news about Containment not being renewed.
0: Yeah, I mean. I kind of I kind of felt like that was going to happen because the series was a great series, but it didn't feel like a CW show.
1: So that's interesting. It, like, why wouldn't why wouldn't because part of probably what CW is trying to do is trying to draw people that aren't necessarily known for being CW fans over to check out a show that's good.
0: Right. Yeah. But, you know, you've really got to embrace what you're good at. It's uh, ah, fair. Yeah. It's. I remember a few years ago, sci-fi um, had basically, you know, they they had picked up all these new shows and really had the goal of being kind of like the AMC of the the sci-fi world. But what they're good at is the Sharknados and you know right. the spoof films, and you can't really be respected for for having these amazing shows, but then also have shows like Sharknado. Um, so I do think that there's something about embracing what you're good at. And CW is really good, you know, with the the DC series that it has. Of course, Supernatural, Vampire Diaries, the kind of young adult supernatural right. shows. Right. And I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. They, they've got incredible fan bases and the shows do great for themselves. And I mean, the DC shows are a heck of a lot better than the DC movies. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is what it is.
1: That's uh <laughs> That's true, especially as of late.
0: Yep, yep. And there is going to be another show I should mention, um, uh, Riverdale, which has got a lot of hype behind it, um, which is going to be a mid-series show or a mid-season show. Um, so we'll keep you posted on all of that and when the premiere dates uh, become available and they're announced. But it looks like a pretty solid fall lineup for 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 these networks. I'm pretty stoked.
1: Yeah, I think it sounds like it sounds like there's all some. It's all inspired stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. so
1: that's that's kind of fun.
0: Um, let's see, what do we got next? We've got box office results next. Um, so Captain America got dethroned from number one. Any guesses, Jakai? What what did it? Oh
1: gosh, I would love if it was the nice guys.
0: It's not the nice oh, guys. Dang it. <laughs> It's Angry Birds.
1: <laughs> I should have known that.
0: Yep. Yep. I, um, so I didn't see Angry Birds, but, um, I, I know a lot of, a, lo- a lot of folks that did and were not particularly fond of it. Um, so that's kind of not, I don't know. Captain America is so good. <laughs> and, and to have a movie that's not great kind of knock it out. Um, But Angry Birds brought in 39 million um, opening weekend domestically and internationally brought in 94 million. They came in in the top spot in 48 different international markets, including China. Um, It actually had a bigger opening weekend haul in China than both Zootopia and Big Hero 6. Ah. Um, So that was a a fairly big premiere there for it. So they're at 130 million worldwide, but Captain America coming in number two with 33.1 million. Brings its domestic total to 347 million. But what's super super cool is last Friday, it passed a major milestone—the first film in 2016 to do so, Uh, passed the one billion mark globally. It's Disney is now Disney's uh, tenth billion-dollar earning film and 19th highest-grossing movie of all time worldwide. Wow! Yeah, it's kicking butt.
1: It's it's well, I mean it it. Didn't kick butt this weekend all the way. Not
0: this butt. Angry birds, birds kicked its butt this weekend.
1: <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I, I had a, I had an opinion about, I was like, I, Angry Birds is so dumb. And then uh, a friend of mine posted a picture of her and her two sons who were very excited to see Angry Birds at the theater. And then I totally felt like a jerk. I'm like, oh, that's right. That all movies aren't for me. Sometimes <laughs> children would like to see a movie. But no, it's, 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 dude, it has not been a particularly tough stretch for uh, Disney, has it?
0: No. now Disney's Wars and, killing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, um, of course, the Atlanta film "Neighbors 2 uh, came in third with twenty-eight or twenty-one point eight million. "Nice Guys" came in number four with eleven point three million. I really hope more people hear about it and go see it because it's it's just so good. And we need more. We need "Nice Guys" two, three, four, <laughs> five.
1: I'm optimistic. Word of mouth will help that film. I am.
0: <laughs> me too. Me yeah. too. And and um, Disney's, of course. Still kicking butt number five with Jungle Book, and its 6 week of release uh, brought in Jeez. 11 million, bringing its domestic total to 327.5 million. So, it's, yeah, Disney's killing it.
1: Yeah, Disney's Disney's doing all right. And the, what is that? The, the new Star Wars spinoff that's coming up? That probably won't go well, of course, because nobody likes Star Wars.
0: No, everyone hates Star Wars. Yeah,
1: it's just this yeah, thing. Yeah, so. Yeah wow well that's crazy that's crazy i like well i like that we're talking about all these like ridiculous figures of money mm-hmm. when uh you're number nine on this list so maybe it's <laughs> more more positivity we're just we're just no. filling
0: just we're, trying to surround myself with million dollar things we <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, well played putting it out into the universe that's i'm here right. i I'm like here it. universe that's <laughs> good um and then also in uh, Marvel News, kind of transitioning from Disney, um, they announced that Marvel's Black Panther will film in part in Atlanta. Um, the studio pieces will be filmed um, likely at Pinewood, I would assume. Uh, but they will be shot here in Atlanta. And the exterior shots are going to be shot in um, South Africa and Morocco, and I think they had a couple other places that they said they, they might end up shooting in. Um, but that's supposed to come in after um, the back-to-back Avengers Affinity War sequels, which are lined up to film after Spider-Man, which starts filming next month.
1: So there's so, now people waiting in line to film yeah. in Atlanta.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's just I mean, Marvel really could if they wanted to. I guess they've got their filming schedule so far planned out into the foreseeable future that they don't probably need to be filming multiple ones at the same time. But we have so many studios here now. Yeah. Um, Atlanta Metro Studios is, is very close to opening. I'm not exactly sure if they if they have yet, or um, they're very close if they haven't already. And that's right down there, super close to Pinewood too. And that has the largest sound stage in North America and the second largest sound stage in North America. So um I love it. I love that we're like Marvel <laughs> headquarter now.
1: It is crazy.
0: Um, let's see. What do we got next? Love and friendship.
1: Love and friendship. Love you and friendship. saw a film.
0: I did. I saw one film last week. <laughs> well, that's not true. I saw Nice Guys, but we did that. We, we saw that and uh, did that on the last podcast. It's got an
1: Atlas and an Atla for those yeah. listening. Yes.
0: It was fantastic. Uh Love and friendship was a thing that I saw. <laughs> oh no! Again, yeah, Again. it's one of those intros for me. You know, oh, it's not going to be great. Yeah,
1: so it's. I it's guess. not bad. <laughs> that almost makes it worse.
0: I mean, was
1: <laughs> it wasn't a true? Was it the worst thing that ever happened?
0: No. Could have been worse. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, let's... Uh, should we jump right in? Now, it's like you don't even want to like, oh, well, here's the Atlas Media Review. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't have the same energy uh, to, to, to have that kind of segue. So, uh, let's just jump right in. Let's do it. This film. Actually, you know what? Real fast. Maybe yes. offer a super quick synopsis of what this um, film is.
0: Okay. Well, it is based on uh, Jane Austen's Lady Susan, which... Um, is exciting because it's not something that I have seen a movie adaptation of before. And I actually haven't read Lady Susan either, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't familiar with the story at all. I just knew it was Jane Austen and everything, she, everything else she's written is uh, or, or she wrote. She's not still around anymore. <laughs> um, is uh, unfortunately that would be great if we still had new Jane Austen material coming out. But um, and that's kind of what I went into this excited about. It's, uh. it's something I wasn't familiar with. I was like, oh, it's like 2016, and I'm getting new Austen. This is great. Um, but it just didn't have the same heart. Um, uh, well, your your super short uh, description of love and friendship. Uh, Lady Susan Vernon, who is played by Kate Beckinsale, takes up temporary residence at her in-laws' estate, and while there, is determined to become a matchmaker for her daughter and, of course, herself too. Naturally, <laughs> so it's another it's another matchmaker tale uh, in the, the Austin world, though not nearly as charming as as Emma, my my personal favorite. Right, of um, course, <laughs> of course. No bias there for any reason. No, doesn't. Um, even, I don't even get the connection. No, not no connection. Um. But yeah, let's, let's hop into the, to the review.
1: All right. Well, now that we know that, uh, boredom gauge, one to five. How bored were you?
0: I wasn't that bored. Um, my eye rolling gauge is going to be a little bit higher. Um, so for boredom, I'll give it a two. Two. A two for boredom. Okay. All
1: right. So not bored. All right. So I mean, it was a great tease. How, was the, uh, how much were you rolling your eyes? Uh, probably four. Oh, okay. Well, actually, not that yeah. you were setting it up as if...
0: It's going to be a five. Yeah, I feel like, actually,
1: <laughs> based on a lot of the films we're watching, we should both have super strong eye sockets.
0: We should. It's like a workout for your eyes.
1: <laughs> Given all this it eye really rolling. It really is. Okay, so why, why was it eye rolling?
0: Um, it's just, there's something really charming about a lot of, um, a lot of Austin's books and, and stories and this kind of, you know, um love and this tale that, you know, we all kind of wish that we were in for for, for us female viewers. And Lady Susan was just not that. Um, lady Susan is a very manipulative, and I would venture to say evil lady. Oh. Um, I mean, she's not... It's supposed to be a comedy. So um, it's supposed to be, you know, she's clearly manipulative, but um, it's just it's to the degree where you see how she's messing with these people's worlds and trying to, you know, basically punish them for not thinking the highest of her or, you know, be able to control their emotions. And it's just like you're watching a crazy lady. And I just couldn't... (laughs) I didn't find that as endearing as I did Emma or Pride and Prejudice or you know um, Sense and Sensibility. And even though there's definitely some some crazy people in all of Austin's tales, um, or, or a level of craziness, it, there's a certain amount of in, it's endearing and it's there's it's still funny and adorable. And it's not like oh my god, this lady is crazy. This one's gonna was, hurt
1: somebody. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, so, yeah, lots of eye rolling, okay, all right, yeah,
1: I like that uh, crazy evil people makes <laughs> you roll your eyes that's that's good to know for the future, yeah, um, so uh who who was uh, there a performance worth talking about in this flick? like was the crazy at least entertaining, crazy from a performance perspective?
0: Uh, I mean, oh, I think no. it was just no it wasn't, it wasn't. necessarily a bad performance back and sell um, it was just the fact that all, that these, this, the one, one guy in particular kept falling for it, um, it was, it was just a little like, come on, seriously, like, you haven't picked up what she's doing yet, and all the other girls in the film seem to know it, I, and I guess that's kind of the story with life, right, like, all the other girls kind of know what's going on, and the guy's like, oh, she's the best thing ever, and it's like, <laughs> no, dude, she's crazy, um, <laughs> so, I mean, her performance wasn't, it wasn't bad, it just, um it, it's just the the actual um, actual story wasn't great for her character to be liked. and because it because she wasn't likable to me, I didn't like her performance. So uh, not a bad performance though. so I, I will say there was nothing that stood out to me as far as a good or bad performance in this as okay. far as acting chops. All right.
1: Okay, well then, I, was it filmed in Georgia? I don't think it was filmed in Georgia. No, it was okay. not filmed
0: in Georgia. I'm, I'm actually not sure where it was filmed. I'm going to assume it was filmed over in England somewhere, um, but I'm actually not sure.
1: So, well, this is this is a, you watch this instead of Neighbors too. <laughs> is this a decision you regret?
0: I mean, kind of. Oh no. Uh, okay. I mean, Zac Efron's. You know, he's not too shabby to look at, so I think I probably could have enjoyed two hours of, of watching him. You can go um, rent
1: Bad Grandpa whenever you want no, to no, see Zac Efron. No.
0: you know what? Maybe I should take that statement back, because I just remembered how much I did not like Bad Grandpa. <laughs> Zach Efron is pretty, but he's not pretty enough to save that movie, right, so... Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll definitely check out Neighbors too at some point, but did not see it this week.
1: Okay, so what uh, I like that we're talking about Zach Efron during a completely unrelated film. Uh, <laughs> what uh, so what? Is, what is this film? Is it a full Atlas? What what kind of rating is this going to get from you?
0: No, this is going to get an at.
1: Ooh, an
0: at. Yeah, two. Two. yeah.
1: Well, that's a whole number for you, which is good. That is a whole
0: number. That's different. That's good. I'm changing it up a little bit, keeping you on your toes.
1: So, where does Emma want to be at? Not at this movie, necessarily.
0: (laughs) Good one. I like that. Yeah, I know that's clever.
1: (laughs) I had that one written down, and finally I had an opportunity to use it. So, it was very fulfilling. Yeah. No, well, that's that's kind of a bummer, especially if it's something that you were kind of pumped on ahead of time. But... Yeah. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. So... That's right. All right. Well... I have not seen this film. I look forward to giving it it an A just to keep our theme (laughs) consistent.
0: I like it. I like it. I always got to be, I always got to like something just a little bit more than you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. When are you back from LA? Are you you coming back? I am, I'm
1: coming back, uh, Wednesday morning. So we, I okay. will be, I will be launching this episode from here. And it's actually really cool because, uh, the buddy I'm staying with is an actor, like a legitimate working actor. You'd probably recognize him in some things. Um, and today I'm going to help him run lines for an audition. And he's like, Oh, dude, is that going to bug you to help me out with that? And th- like the nerd in me is like, that is so awesome. But, it, <laughs> but I don't want him to know that. So hopefully he doesn't hear this and is like, you're, you're such a douche. Why? Why would you say that on a podcast? But, uh, he, uh, Eric Lang, he he was Radzinski from Lost, would probably be his what his big thing. So I'm going to be reading lines with that guy. Well, he's That's awesome. Yeah, it's super fun times.
0: You he, should tell him I have a, pl- a piece of the wing from Lost. Oh, I'm do a you huge, really? Huge Lost fan. Yeah.
1: He, he's got a he's got one of the beers like uh, it's oh the Dharma beers yeah he's got like and it's full and it's untouched and it's from set and I marvel at it. Which is super is it cool.
0: actually beer?
1: Uh, I think they were both. You know, I've totally asked him that question before, and I don't remember the answer. Because
0: I'm curious if it's just like a can of something random that they just rebranded, or if it's actually like a beer can that they branded as Dharma beer.
1: Well, I picked it up and inspected it closely. It is it is certainly not like painted over the top of something. They they okay. paid some can presser or whatever to actually make these things legit. You know, so it's not like. So I don't know. I will. You know what? I will ask him. I will ask him and report back for next. All right. Uh, for next I'm episode. Make
0: a note to follow up with you on that.
1: <laughs> Please do. Oh,
0: you know, I go ahead. I don't I don't drink beer, but if they came out with Dharma beer, I would be all over that. I would be a total beer drinker just because I was that much of a fan of the show.
1: Well, you know, what's weird is like is like we were actually talking about this. Lost was kind of the Walking Dead before it was the Walking Dead. And they never they didn't because now there's like the whole Walker Stalker con for this show. And that never right. quite happened for Lost. It was like before that happened, kind of.
0: Yeah, the the whole fan convention scene has really exploded in the last last couple of years, yeah. and I think Lost was just a little bit early for that. I mean, even too with you know X Files, I think would have been obviously huge for that. I know when we had um, we had uh, David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson at uh, I think we had David Duchovny. I know we had Gillian Anderson at DragonCon. Um, it was just such a huge a huge reception for them. And uh, I think that that would have been a huge, huge thing back in the nineties that they had done conventions specifically for that show. And maybe, maybe they did. And I just don't, I don't know, but it yeah. definitely, the whole fan convention scene has really exploded in the last few years.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's, it's crazy how much the landscape changes. And then you realize how fast it has changed. You're like, Whoa, cause lost isn't that old. It's not that long ago, really in the it's grand scheme not. of things.
0: So you're not going to be around for, uh, of course, for next week, we're doing the, or we're going to be talking about the the Walking Dead Big Zombie 3 tour. Um, I am taking that tomorrow with Atlanta Movie Tours. I know.
1: It's so horrific that I'm not going to be there for that. I know. But uh, once I realized I was feeling a lot of guilt about not being there, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, though. Emma's going to be there. It's going like to be like I'm there. It's going to be like I'm there.
0: I'm going to represent. Represent yeah. for the team. Yeah. Represent
1: <laughs> for the team. Um so yeah, that's that's super exciting. I, I really hope you like it. Like I've gone on a few of the test runs and everything, and I, and, and this is probably a horrific thing to disclose, but like Walking Dead fan, I'm like a, like I'm a solid six out of ten fan of that show. And sometimes like ah, I could, you know can kind of take it or leave it for, for episodes or two. But uh, I'm pretty excited about this. So I, I'm I'm dying to know what because uh, you what would you call yourself fan of the show to put you on the spot?
0: Hmm, I'd probably say. It's not my absolute favorite show, but it's definitely, like, I never miss it. It's yeah. de- it is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably say an eight or a nine. Okay. All right. Well, so, yeah. so cool.
1: Well, that's, that's why I'm asking is because uh, I, I, I want to be, I'm very curious of what an eight or a nine fan I'm gonna be
0: totally posing in front of the dumpster and like (laughs) Glenn's pose on the on the ground. I'm gonna be all over this man. I'm I'm stoked. (laughs) I
1: don't know if you saw it when Atlanta Movie Tours was on Good Morning Atlanta. There's the area over there by where Glenn was supposedly killed. There's an outline of a body there, you know, to kind of to commemorate where that scene was filmed. And whoever uh, did the outline of the body, there were some proportion issues. So it is fascinating to watch people try to lay in that thing because you can't fit as a regular shaped human being. so
0: Challenge accepted. I'm yeah. going to make <laughs> the this guy, work. <laughs> the,
1: uh, the guy who did the news report for uh, Good Morning Atlanta was trying to do it and he's, he was like, what is going on here? So it's good times. <laughs> so I look forward to you having fun with that. But yeah, I think, I think there's some pretty cool uh, pretty cool locations in it. I, I think people will be stoked. I hope people will be stoked.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they will be. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. And then we're going to see um, Alice in Wonderland. And we'll have a Georgia filming recap. So we can kind of go through all of the signs that are around town and what they mean, what's currently filming and what's coming. And, of course, um, Powers starts back uh, not next week, but the following week, the first week of June. And that starts back on the Sony PlayStation Network. And we'll have a couple of... Um, of audio clips from my visits to set. I, I think I visited set three times during season two. That's super um, cool. So I've got a yeah, I've got a bunch of a bunch of interviews from that that we can we can check out. Brilliant. Yeah, well,
1: that is super fun. <laughs> but I have a very important follow up question for you. Shoot. Have you watched Angus yet?
0: Oh man, I have not. Oh, okay. okay. All right. no, big, no, no, no for big. that too. Whatever. I it's no big
1: deal. It's just uh, just him before he was him.
0: I know. Yeah. Well. I will watch anything with him in it. So why
1: am I blanking um, on his name? I'm, I'm doing James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. I'm sorry, I did you a horrible disservice. <laughs> I was using the yeah, but yeah, it was before. I got you. No yeah. worries. Thank you. Thank you for being there for me.
0: <laughs> I will watch that by the time we record next. All right, all right.
1: People are dying for you to watch that film, Emma. Do not let the public out.
0: I won't. Thank you guys for listening to the Atlas podcast. Again, my name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief of Campbell.
1: And my name is Ja'Kai Mickelson. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: (laughs) See you next week.